Manowar. Manowar? Wrestling's BFF Nick Manuel here, and uh, I'm sitting here with Fat Corey, and he went to Carnage Cup 11, I believe it was, and uh, no really, I mean, uh, some stuff on uh, you know, Zandig fans and uh, Twitter and stuff like that, but nobody's really talked about it at length, and uh, that's what we're going to do here today is uh, talk about Carnage Cup, and uh, I guess I'll just let you take it away. All right. Um... I've been an undercover Deep South fan <laughs> for quite some time. I talked to you about it last time we hung out. That uh, it's kind of something I didn't really want people to know about because right. by a lot of people they're considered kind of a garbage federation, right. I guess. Uh, it, in recent years, at least, I know early on they had the the thing going with with Mid South. They had, uh, I guess, quite quite a few of the the same guys who were wrestling for Mid South at the time. When I was looking back at their library, I kind of noticed that. But uh, here the last few years, they've solely existed on like the fact that they were the, the federation that had a guy stab somebody, right, pretty right, much. Right. Uh, uh, for, if you haven't, uh, if you don't know about IWA Deep South, and one of their Carnage Cups, John Rayer stabbed Spider Boudreaux in the arm with an X-Acto knife. That's what... Legit stabbing. That's what... It was known for forever. I mean, if you watch the footage, the the blood is like black. It's coming out so fast because it was a legit, brand new exacto knife getting stabbed in someone's arm. So uh, yeah, that's what they're pretty much known for: uh, crazy death matches, maybe borderline stupid uh, death matches in terms of uh, you know possibly uh, life changing events. But uh, let's talk about how you convinced. Uh, our good friend, your cousin, one of my friends from high school, Clayton, to drive uh, with you five hours to Bumfuck, Tennessee. Is it Tennessee? Was it was it Alabama? It's, it's, it's the border. Iron City, Tennessee, which is right on the border of Alabama. I mean, it's as it's as deep south as you can get right. in Tennessee. And uh, so I, I'd been I'd been hearing a lot of stuff about Carnage Cup Eleven for the last few months, and um, you know. Basically, I'm I'm down to watch any deathmatch tournament, you know, regardless of who it is, what's in it. If it's a backyard wrestling tournament, I will watch it. Same. That's same. essentially what this was. <laughs> but um, you know, I'd been hearing a lot of things online, and two of the things that I'd heard, I guess I'll go ahead and say it. They're they're I mean, widely known. I I, I it's heard over now. So uh, I'd heard that that someone was getting a finger chopped off. Yes. Um, a pinky. Yeah. Namely, John Rare. Yes. Uh, I also heard that there was a possibility that uh, someone was getting shot with a shotgun filled with rock salt, which is, even though it happened on Kill Bill, it can still literally kill you. Right. And um, I, I had never heard the uh, rock salt. I, I just heard yeah. that it was going to be a shotgun. Like I just heard from around the way from quite a few people, and I started hearing it from more and more people, and I'm like, oh, shit. Right. And, you know, being as what these and guys that, have and, done and, in the past. It's not like... Oh, the end deathmatch fans are talking about, like everyone was talking. Yeah. Everyone had heard that. Yes. So that's why it was like a like when you asked me the first time to go. Yeah, what was your answer? I was like, no, someone's <laughs> gonna literally die at a taco shack in <laughs> Bumfuck, Tennessee, and I cannot be witness to a murder. What, what did I say? You said, I'm still going. Or whatever you said. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah, I wanna be there. So um 
I, I messaged, you know, tons of people to go with me. And when I started telling them, maybe it was the wrong approach for some of the people I asked because they'd never been to a deathmatch tournament. I was like, hey, you want to drive to Tennessee with me, see a guy get shot and get another guy's Get his finger cut off, right? And they're all like, "Fuck you, no!" <laughs> right. So, well, that's film you <laughs> yeah, really. Watch. And uh, so eventually, nobody really wanted to go because there was, you know, there was a mid south show. Yes, uh, April Blood Showers. You can check out on the Smallworth video. And yeah, quite a few people were going to that. Uh, there was a few guys from Louisville there. Uh, Corey, your friend that I worked with, and Vic. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they were they Black were both. Cor- Black Corey. Yeah, Black Corey. As we know him uh, affectionately as. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, Big Daddy Vic Von Eric. Yeah, yeah they I were knew there. Vic was making the trip. Was Shotgun Yawn at the show? Yes. I actually, okay. I actually talked to him. He was the first person that I talked to when I got there. I talked to him for quite a while. Name dropped you. Right. So. Oh, did you? He was like, oh, Nick Manoa. <laughs> I knew him since he was a young boy, long hair. I'm like, yeah, that's my, that's my dude. Cheek? Yeah, pretty much. Is that what it sounded like? Uh, so, anyways. <laughs> Uh, so you hit up uh, you hit up Clayton. So I hit up Clayton because uh, Clayton has known our whole life since I was a little kid that I was into like deathmatch wrestling and stuff. Right. He was into it some, but not nearly as much as I was. And uh, he had been recently going to. He came to King of the, Kings of the Crimson Mask. Yes. Uh, he came to King of the Deathmatch, but didn't make it because he got make too it, drunk. Yes, did not make it the whole show. And he surprisingly enough hit me up and was like, "So we going to Tennessee?" I'm like. Yeah, let's go. So we went and rented a car. Oh, you rented a car. 2017 uh, Dodge Journey, a seven-passenger SUV for two people. Oh, my God. Probably <laughs> well, the nicest fucking car that's ever been. Well, in my girlfriend show. is a gold member at Hertz, so we got oh, a, okay. quite a good deal nice. on it. Uh, like 30 bucks for the whole weekend. Oh, shit. And uh, so anyways, we, we drove, and literally as soon as we left the house, I missed the very first exit. You Two minutes from the house, I'm like, so this is how this is going. You should have fucking turned around. It was a right fucking there. miracle we even made it there. Bad omen right there. Uh, the drive was super simple. Uh, but once we got into town, we didn't realize that there was a time change. Oh, shit. So it started at noon, and we wanted to get there around like 10.30 or so, because right. we left at about 6.30 in the morning. Want to get there about 10.30 so we could you know, get a good seat. Because it was bring your own seating. <laughs> yeah, get a good seat. So you mean literally just somewhere to put your chair exactly. where you think is a good place to. Because it was, yes, B-Y-O-C, bring your own exactly. chair. And with all the people that I've heard talking about this over the last few months, I figured there was going to be a shit ton of people there. Right. There was not. So uh, we get there and we stop at Walgreens and we realize... It's nine thirty in the morning and not ten. And oh my we're god! Like, what time did you guys leave? Like six thirty in the morning, because oh, no. it started at noon. You know, right. it was a good almost five hour drive. So I wanted to get, have some time, you know, to hang out because I had some buddies from right. the East Coast right. that were going to be out there. I wanted to see them, and um, so we get there. We're one of like the first, I think, like ten cars <laughs> that were there. Uh, Talk to Jan, the Russian, for a little bit. And let, let me give you a, a lay a layout of what this place looked like. So, actually, I saw I actually saw some pictures on the internet of uh, of the taco. What was the official name? It was uh, something Taco Shack. Um, shit, Sycamore Campground and Taco Shack. Yes, and Taco Shack. Yes. So uh, we were actually the last few roads to get there. It was there. There was nothing there. And I'm sitting here going, well, map or you know, Google Maps says it's two minutes away. I'm like, I don't see anything right. that remotely 
you know, resembles some kind of festival or anything. Right. And then it just kind of pops up out of nowhere. So we pulled down there, and I did a little research on Wikipedia about the town. Apparently, the population is only like 200, Iron City, Tennessee. And uh, I think sometime, like, years ago, they actually got rid of their police force. I saw that there was, uh, there's like, an, uh, a police station in, like, a neighboring county that mm-hmm. is like in charge of that yeah. county. And I think Iron City itself only has a sheriff. That's it. And I'm pretty sure he was there. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was the first person I saw when I pulled up. Big fat guy with a badge and a gun. Of course. And he said, uh, are you all wrestlers? I said, uh, no. I said, I'm here to watch some wrestling. He's like, all right, you park over there. He said, uh, I said, you the law around here? And he said, yes, sir. He said, don't start no problems. Won't be no problems. So I was <laughs> like, all right, you know, good deal. So we park, get out, and uh, it's kind of like a little grassy field. So we go to walk up this gravel road, and it's kind of uphill, and right there is where we buy tickets. Now, right to the right is down where the ring was. And when I say down, I mean it was like downhill. And the area where the ring was looked like it was in the middle of like a grass half pipe. <laughs> like it was just hills on right, both sides right. completely. I, I did see where they had the stage set up and I guess so, a band. So the stage actually hung over the top of the hill a little bit. It was it looked Ooh. really unsafe, Ooh. but it was a huge stage. I made my heart stop. Yeah, it a was a bit. huge stage and it kinda all came out of nowhere. So in in reference to the picture that I saw where the stage and the ring is, where do you come in from from the left, from the right, uh, so from, are you up by the stage? I'm trying to figure out how, how to explain this. So uh, we walk in to grab tickets. To the right is down where the ring was. Okay. And to the right of the ring was up where the stage was. Okay, that makes I got any you. sense. And to the left side of the ring, it goes back uphill, and that's where people had, like, gazebos. Oh, okay. And, like, tents set up. Right. And on further back is where people were camping out. There's actually, it's like... A, a, it's an actual campground. Yeah, it's it kind of small, but... Right. Yeah, there's actually a, a river back there and everything. Oh. And then the infamous Taco Shack, which yes. we were calling, uh, referring to it as um, Hepatitis Tacos <laughs> and E. coli Tacos all day, and I swore up and down that I would not eat there. Yes. Within two hours, I was standing in line. Yep. And I was quite surprised it was one of the best tacos I've ever had. Is that right? <laughs> and, no, and that's no shit. Was it just like, you know, tacos you make at home, like in a taco kit? The kid? toppings were. Right. But this, I got a steak taco, and that's what was good. Because I look in this shack, and I'm like it looks like a, a giant porta potty Like, it's, <laughs> it looks like the worst shack you've ever right. seen in your life. People ride all over it. And uh, I actually looked in the window when I was ordering, and it's super clean inside. Right. And the guy in there, like, had gloves on, and he was patting, like, a big, like, chuck shoulder right, right. roast with like spices and everything and like i was kind of surprised and then i got the taco it was really big it was like four bucks and it saved my life because i was getting pretty drunk and it was right. 90 degrees outside right so uh we're waiting around it's supposed to start at 12 it started about twelve thirty, and uh i just said you know what fuck it there was nobody putting chairs down by the ring so finally we just walked down there and sat our chairs down there was one guy down there so once we did that everybody kind of right, followed everybody. suit but the funny thing was... You never is, want to be the first guy. Exactly. I didn't want to look like person. an asshole. Yeah. So uh, we get there and there's literally one, only one side of the ring covered with seating. Nobody wanted to sit anywhere else. So there right. was only one side of the ring that had seating. And it was right where the wrestlers would walk out. So like when Schlack came out, he walked right through and started throwing everybody's chairs everywhere. <laughs> he hit some girl in the face with a chair as oh, he was shit. walking back. Like, uh, yeah, let, let, me pull, let me pull up the... The match. Here, I got the like I descriptions the, or whatever. Oh, I don't have what, any of that. What order or what order? I got the I got the order, 
but I don't have any of the stips or anything. Because it lasted so long that I couldn't even remember who wrestled and right. in what order. And it started at 12.30, and you actually, you told me this before we started, you actually left before the finals. I left moments before the finals. Because At what time? Let's see. Eight thirty, maybe. Oh my god! Like and eight eight o'clock, maybe. And you had to drive how many five hours yeah, back but, home, and that, you lost an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so Lord. I didn't get home until about one thirty and almost two o'clock in the morning, just because we stopped a couple times right. too. But um, yeah, I, I wanted to stay, but the reason we didn't stay for the finals was because I was hearing from everyone out in the crowd that they wanted to be a sixty-minute Iron Man glass match, and I'm like, I'm not watching. A 60 minute match out here in the middle of the woods they barely had any lighting so it was yeah did they have any lights at all set up for... no and and they had like two and they had a couple that were on the stage and they had this the guy that owned it got up on some sketchy ass ladder and he started turning the lights like uh he started turning them towards the ring and he was you know i told you this the stage kind of hung over this hill that it was on well he gets up there with this ladder and he puts the ladder up against the lighting, and so he's like, like twelve feet higher than the stage, which is on top of the hill, and it just looked like he was going to eat so much shit. And he pointed a couple lights at the uh, at the ring, but I mean, from the pictures, it didn't really help because by the time the finals were started, it had just gotten dark. And with all the matches that they had on it, like if it was ran right, there was way too many matches. But if it was ran right, it would have been fine it shouldn't have lasted more than you know three four hours right and they had um i did see that all the the first round was no rope barbed wire so so So. they so they set that up for all the first round and then did they put the ropes back on for matches for the second round so honestly i i don't even remember how it went because uh the very first match was g raver versus uh dale Dale patrick's and it was a fishing hook line match so there was no ropes it was fishing line with hooks all over oh okay they even had, this is where it gets, it started off completely fucking ridiculous. So they pulled these two pools out, these two kiddie pools. I walk up to one, I'm like, oh, what's in here? It's leeches. Right. I'm like, all right, pull leeches. Then I see another pool on the other side, and it's got like a net over top of it. I'm like, what the fuck's this? So I walk up, and I kind of tap it with my foot. Crazy black snakes inside of it. What? Yes. You're fucking like, lying. scary black snakes. You're fucking lying. And I lying. jump back, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like... There's no way. I'm like, how the hell, dude? What? Like, there's no way that, that G-Raver or especially Dale agreed to that. Like, right. Dale's a crazy motherfucker, but I don't see him agreeing to something like that. Oh, my God. And, well, if you recall, a couple of years ago, we had plans to do a leech match. And people on the internet complained, saying they were going to call PETA and get the show shut down and all this stuff. So we scrapped. Well, they bumped the leeches, and we actually got a PETA chant out of the crowd. So, PETA, <laughs> PETA. But, snakes... Were the snakes used? No. Nobody went near them. There was so much stuff throughout the day that was brought out for shock value and was never touched. Okay. I gotcha. So. So Dale Patrick's and G. Raver did the non-snake death match. Good match, actually. Um, our chairs were destroyed within the first five minutes because they, <laughs> for some reason. What uh, kind of chairs did you have? Just like the. We had like the big green folding chairs right. with the arms and the cup holders. They didn't get destroyed, but, you know. They got flipped on, and, right, and right. somebody got slammed on him, and I'm like, fuck, 
first yeah. 10 minutes. I, I always say it, if I go to like a PWG show and they destroy my chair, I'm raising all kinds of hell, <laughs> and I will get another chair. Uh, actually, I would just get up and take my chair with me wherever I go in, in a sense like that. So I definitely would have grabbed my chair at a deathmatch show that was bring your own chair because my fat ass is not standing. Well, where we were, I didn't expect to get anything. Right, right. You know? Uh, and then the, it says the next match was non-tournament John Rare and Spider Boudreaux in a best of three matches. They had a two out of three falls. So uh, I completely series. misunderstood that. I didn't know that it was best two out of three. Right. And when it was the second match, I was like, "This is fucking happening now!" Like I'm looking at people going, "This is happening now," and they're like, "No, it's two out of three. So I'm like, "Oh, okay." So right, they're, they're right. going to up the ante as right, they go right. along. Because um, it was the last match that they're going to have together or something of that nature. Right. So. Um, I'm even having a hard time rem- remembering how the order of how these three went, but uh, the first one they had, uh, I think that was No Road Barbed Wire, and uh, I'm not the biggest Spider Boudreaux or John Rare fan right. as far as wrestling because I'll go ahead and say they are garbage fucking wrestlers. They, <laughs> that's I mean that's not just. Uh you shitting on someone i mean it's your opinion uh, yeah i'm but, not trying to but, it's my uh, opinion you know you would say uh I'm i mean sure, i'm a fucking garbage wrestler so <laughs> right i'm sure spider boudreaux and john rare you know are uh not known for their hammer locks and wrist locks and well john uh, rare said he said in the carnage cup uh documentary he said uh i don't want to be known as the best wrestler i want to be known as the sickest wrestler which is I guess, he have, did he have an illness at the time when he said that <laughs> might have. Um, possibly have been dying when impossible. he said that uh, so there was some pretty there was I, some pretty I, I scary bumps. I saw a clip of them on a ladder. I don't know if this that was, was that was the final spot of the third match. Okay. And uh, the first match, Rare actually took a bump into some. Uh, a guy had a, a thing of porcupine quills. I saw that, a and board. he had them all down his arm. It was it was pretty. Yeah, match. and someone asked like, "How the fuck do you get those?" And the guy was like, "I just ordered them online." Like someone, I think someone thought that he went and like grabbed a porcupine and like plucked them all out or yeah, something it's that easy uh but uh so yeah i did see that board so i uh, so i think it says that spider beat uh john rare beat spider in the first one uh we'll just go over all their anticlimactic right and then the second one later it was a double day, pin it was a yeah it was a double pin so a draw yeah there, there was actually a spot in that where they had a uh they had a fan that was plugged in, and all the fan blades had thumbtacks on it. Okay. And the middle spin part had a gusset plate on it. And okay. And he put Spider Boudreaux's head in it. That was, oh, that nice. was pretty nasty. Nice. Um, uh, and then their last match, Boudreaux beat Rare, and uh, the notes here say he had to pin him twice because of the whole draw thing in their second match. Yes. So he pinned him real quick to start off the match. They had flaming razor wire around the ring. Yeah, that was pretty And, and nice. the end spot was uh, Spider throwing him into a, a kiddie pool with uh, firecrackers going off. A lot of firecrackers. Like 400 firecrackers, a it says. A lot. Like, it was one of those strips that right. was probably like 10 feet The long. only thing that sucks about like firecracker uh, stuff is like... You like tell the referee like light it, light it, and they light it, and it you know it instantly starts going, and then the guys are like in a panic, like oh I gotta fucking put you through. It, it. was kind of like right, that, but when he landed, they went off for right. like a good like fifteen seconds. Jeez, and he was just kind of flopping around, right, them, right, and uh, I don't know, he was like crying and moaning and screaming and had to get helped out. I don't know if he was overselling or if he was actually hurt, <laughs> but I mean I'm sure it probably fucking hurt, but. I got, I got to back up to one thing okay. in the second match that they did that was 
a little fucking crazy. Now, the whole time, we knew if those two spots were going to happen, the, the finger cutting and the, right, the shotgun right. It was going to be in those matches. It was going to be in two or three. Right. And I thought maybe they were going to cut his finger off in the second one so he could come back in the third one and be like, I'm a tough motherfucker, you know what I mean? You know, because he's forever trying to get over. <laughs> you know. Now, I wonder when they were when they had thought about cutting this finger off if it was like the whole fucking pink i don't know if that was or, an actual conversation right, between right. John Rare and Kevin or if it's just like the, the first knuckle you know what i mean like yeah. if it's me like if i'm a deathmatch guy and like i'm never gonna do anything i'm never gonna be signed like i could be like you know what i can lose this fucking first knuckle on this pinky and fucking i'm, I'm not you i'm not losing my index finger my thumb or my pinky because those are the you know, I can right. do. I, I lose my definitely not my middle finger, but the one next to the pinky's probably got to go. The ring finger. I can still grip some shit that way. You right. Know what I, mean? like, I got gotcha. you. You take your pinky away. I got gotcha. you. Take yeah. your thumb away. You take yeah, your index true. finger away. True. As we sit here, yeah. making I've puppets. thought about this a million times. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be the the. I guess that the wedding ring finger right. or whatever. The ring finger. Yeah, yeah. ring finger. <laughs> oh, be careful, buddy. And uh, so, anyways, so the second match they come out and Spider starts walking out. And he's got this little container. Did you did you hear about this at all? I did not hear about this. Holy shit! <laughs> so he's got this little container, and it it's got like some shit in it that he's shaking around. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what the fuck is this? Maybe this is rock salt in like, right, the right, little right, container. Right. I'm like, oh my god! And I'm like freaking and out. How drunk and are there, you at this? There point? was I was pretty drunk. I had to stop drinking halfway through the day because it was so hot and right. it was going on for so long. I'm like, right. at this rate, I'll never make it home right. sober. And. uh but the, leading up to the second match, like a few of us that knew about these rumors that were going on, we were legit uneasy. Right. Like I'm right. sitting there, like I, I'll talk all the shit I want because I love violence. I'm like, I'll watch somebody stab himself in the eyeball, blah blah blah. But when it came down to it, and I thought it was actually going to happen, I was like, oh my god, like I'm right, I'm fucking nervous, like <laughs> right. because they pull out this when he's walking out, they pull out this table, and this table has a saw in it. With okay. it, like, all you got to do is reach up under the table and turn it on, so the blade is just exposed oh up top. And I'm sitting here thinking, "Oh my fucking that's god, how the that, pinky that, that's, that's how it's gonna go." Right. And he sits it five feet in front of me. Right. And I'm like, I'm not moving. I'm gonna man up. I'm gonna sit right here and I'll look at it. You did not have your Gallagher. Uh, <laughs> no. Benjamin. No, no, absolutely not. I, I wanted, I wanted to be right. I wanted to force myself on. to be right up in front and watch the skin like rip away from his finger. <laughs> so. Uh, as he's, as spider's walking up, he's shaking this thing around. He sits it on there and I'm like, Oh my God. I, I look at my buddy drew and I'm like, maybe that's the rocks for the shotgun. Oh my God. And he's, you know, he shoots for burning hammer for right, uh, right. photography. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram and all that. Absolutely. Drew chaos. He's also an, uh, an indie wrestler. Yes. Who's, uh, well, What's the, what's the, he just got booked for, um... The Blood Brothers Crimson Cup Yeah, in Crimson Cup in California. He's doing that, so definitely check him out. I'm gonna try to out. get him in Prince of the Death matches list, uh, next year. We'll see how it goes. I yes, wanted him please. this, this uh, previous year, but he had just uh, came back from a surgery and stuff. Could not compete, so uh, I'm definitely gonna try for the 2018 Prince of the Death. Right, absolutely. Because he was, he definitely wants to jump in that shit, I right. know for sure. But, uh, anyways, so he sits the thing down, and I'm getting curious, so we all kind of start to walk up to this thing and look at it and as i get closer i notice there's something moving inside oh no and i'm like oh fuck that's not rock salt what is that it's a spider it was <laughs> so there uh there, there was a spot where he got john rare outside of the ring at one point and he walks over and he grabs this thing he goes everybody back the fuck up and he opens the top and he throws this shit on him right. and it is the biggest nastiest scariest looking red spiders bright oh, no. red spiders i've ever seen and i'm like is this where deathmatch wrestling is going now right. like 
It was like two or three of them. Right. And he throws them on him, and they're like attached to his hair by his face. And knowing them, I don't know if this fucking thing's poisonous or what. They literally could have just went down the, the... you know, down the campground. That's probably where they it. got the spiders and the snakes from. Is, <laughs> you know, what I'm assuming. But, uh, you know, one of them was attached to his his hair, and it was, like, bouncing off of his face. And oh, I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So one of them hits the ground, and the referee goes, everybody, back up, back up. Like, it, like this thing's, like, toxic. <laughs> and he goes and he grabs the, like, container, and he's like, Ugh! like, trying to scoop it in the container. They probably rented the spiders, and they, they had get to... get back in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get the deposit back. <laughs> So they get back in the ring, you know, they, like, do a move, and then the referee's like, shit, give me the container! And there was, like, another one that fell off of his oh, head shit. that was in the ring. I never saw anything about him again, but that was, like, freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> right. like, it was so like, weird. Like, if, if we would have stepped, if, like, someone would have stepped on him, they would have exploded the whole campground or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, they, they, did, um, they did a few other, you know, little bumps and everything, but... Th- you know, besides like the little crazy spots they had, the matches themselves were actually pretty fucking garbage. Right. And uh, you know, neither of them. You know, I've never really. I'm pretty sure they can't like chain wrestle or anything. I mean, I can't chain wrestle. Like I said, I'm not trying to talk shit on anybody. Wrestle with actual chains. With actual chains, they can do that. Uh, I'm not trying to talk shit on anybody. I'm just you know state my opinion. But um, you know the ma- the matches themselves were kind of, eh, you know. Gets to the third one, had the big spot, and that was just kind of it. And I was kind of pissed, honestly, that nobody got their finger cut off. And nobody right, got right. I would have drove five hours. You know <laughs> what I mean? So that was that was one of the main reasons I drove there. Uh, uh, let's see what else matches. we got. Uh, we have Adam Bueller defeating Colt Forty Five. We have Josh, uh, decent match. Josh yeah. Crane defeating Matt Tremont. Yeah, uh, Tremont actually was sporting an eye patch. Yes, he got that from Supreme and GCW. Yeah, and uh, actually started the Captain Tremont chant, and uh, with with Tremont's normal ha ha call, right. we got we got that turned into a r r r. So that that was pretty from funny. Tremont himself. Yeah, he was he was definitely fantastic. He was definitely. I actually posted that on his Instagram, and he liked it. So it's fantastic. Yeah, I was I was trying to jump off. Uh, Tremont did say uh, that this was his last Carnage Cup. I believe he's winding down on the Deathmatch Wrestling. So, uh, and and Josh Crane put it on him, so it was it was a decent match. Uh, most of the matches were fairly short. Right. Uh, we got Jeff Cannonball beating Tank. That that was a that was a sick match. Uh, Necro style, sitting in the chairs, dueling off, but they were doing it with headbutts. Okay. And they were nasty headbutts. You know how, you know how stiff Tank is with right. his headbutts. So uh, that was pretty good. They were all over the crowd. I think at one point, Drew Chaos got tackled and rolled around by Jeff Cannonball while he was taking pictures. No, um, yeah, they were all over the fucking place. Uh, let's see, Adam Bueller, Colt Forty Five. That was a decent match. That was a barefooted sharp shit match, which. Uh, I I think the last few times I've seen Adam Bueller wrestler, he's done wrestle. He's one, done one of those. I always hear a joke that it's like a curse if you if you agree to do something like that, you're yeah. going to be that guy that does those yep. a lot. In the rest you become of your that guy, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Adam Bueller is pretty much known for that nowadays. Uh, we got Schlack beating a Rob Marsh. So it's one of the ones we we're looking forward to because uh, Schlack. It's funny to me how fucking over this dude is. Right. And he's so new to the deathmatch scene. Uh, I'm a big fan of Schlack. I'm a big fan of his tattoo work. 
of uh, all the bands that he's been in right. and everything. So we were super excited to see him. I think pretty much everybody there was there to see Schlack. And and he uh, has since he he took the Carnage Cup booking uh, because he didn't know he was going to be in TOD. Um, and then since he's going to be in TOD, he's not taking any more deathmatch tournaments before. And did you see Zandig call him out online? I saw that. Yeah. I would also love to see Broken Back John Zandig say this to Schlack's face. No shit. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of, like. Dude, I mean Zandig's a tough motherfucker, but right. uh, I don't know if he's got the I don't know if he's got the, uh, the, and, uh, the body to deal with that right, right now. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 not even sure he could take Matt Tremont uh, at that GCW show coming up. Yeah, but, uh, I'm, I'm kind of anxious. To see I guess how that we'll goes. see if he even makes it to the to the building. So this uh, this cat Rob Marsh, I've never heard. Yeah, of Yeah, I've never heard of him or seen his name anywhere. Younger guy. Nice, okay. nice build. I don't know if he's been doing death matches for a while or not. Uh, I, just right off the bat, it was a really stiff match, and within the first like few seconds, Schlack just pretty much was kind of like gave him a "fuck you" body slam right on the barbed wire ropes. Okay. So when he landed on the ropes, he kind of flipped over them, hit the turnbuckle, and landed face first. Oh no! On the ground, it, it was it was nasty, and I was just kind of like. Well, I guess this that's, is how this yep, match is that's going. That's exactly how it's going to go. And uh, immediately after uh, Marsh got back in the ring, he was pretty stiff with some with some forearm shots, and Schlack just returned it right back. Right. So it was it was a stiff match. It was relatively short. Um, everybody kind of got their money's worth with that match because that's exactly what they were expecting. Right, right. Uh, Marsh was also the only man on the entire card to get a please come back chant. Okay. And, uh, I don't know how excited you'd be to please come back to Deep South. Yeah, <laughs> considering they run one show a year, but uh, in, in the worst places <laughs> right. ever, uh, or the best, right? So I'll have to I'll have to look into Rob Marsh see if we can get him uh, to IWA Mid South. I think he was there with uh, this was kind of surprising for me to see this guy there. I think he was there with Hellaware Assassin. Hellaware Assassin was there. Yeah, he and I think he lives in California now. Yeah, I, I heard last I heard he was in the West Coast. I heard I he, was he was drunk. I heard he was super drunk and busting homeless. light tubes uh, over his head at the show, well, and he cut himself uh, hanging the razor the razor wire. I am. Uh, I wouldn't say like a big fan, but like I liked some of Hellaware's older right, matches right. when he was with C- in CZW and when he was doing Mid South. Yeah, whenever he did, uh, but he was pretty fucking annoying that day because uh i think the fact that he wasn't on the car right. and he was there but like he's he, a dude that's like hasn't wrestled in like however 10 years or how long it's been and it's like you can't just go on to the event pages and be like book the hellaware assassin when your account is the hellaware <laughs> exactly like you hit up the dudes in private and be like like there's it says uh, after that match there was a gauntlet match that literally lasted an hour and had so there's another story I have to get into. Well, with you, that. you 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 got to think he could have been like, hey man, let me in this gauntlet. I was match. really surprised he wasn't. I mean, Freak Show was in it. Chewy Martinez defeated that, guys oh, God, like dude. Brad Cash, Freak Show, Terry Houston, Kilo Green, and some other local dudes. Is what uh, this result says. Yeah, and, and and let me. I was I was saying something right before the Hellware says. Oh, Rob Marsh. Anyways, um, yeah, after that, you know, Hellaware Assassin was there, and he dude pretty much was trying to put himself over the entire time as he was helping set up. He right. got, kept cutting the shit out of himself, putting up razor wire. Um, you, do you think on purpose? Maybe, because he would go like, ow, ow, fuck! And then he would look at the crowd and start smiling. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he was telling a lot of stories out loud from like old glory days of CZW. Right. Like, uh, yeah, when, when Sexy Eddie, you know, cut his vein open, I drove him to the hospital. Like <laughs> shit like that. And uh, it was just kind of like it got old really right, quick. Right. But um, yeah, this, so this gauntlet was a little ridiculous. I don't know if anybody's as into Deep South as much as I am, but on the Carnage Cup DVD, uh, which is actually a really great watch. The documentary. It goes through every Carnage Cup from right. the start right. all the way up to the 10th, which was the current and, one. And every every single, every, after every single uh, talking about the Carnage Cup, uh, Kevin talks about losing that building and having to yes, go to exactly. another one. Because he didn't clean it up. Right. <laughs> uh, and just listening to Kevin Brandon talk is great in itself, so... Uh, I got to meet him, and I felt like I was kind of meeting a celebrity. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> and uh, so, anyways, uh, this this gauntlet match uh, featured someone who, I guess, made their debut in Carnage Cup, like, nine against John Rare, some really young kid named Christian Cross. Okay. And John Rare pretty much, like, beat the shit out of him, which is, I guess, the only time John Rare's ever beat the shit out of anybody. Right. And is in a match. And uh, the kid no showed on the second round like they they did something crazy where john rare let him beat him with a, a roll-up right so he could do something crazier the next day oh, so gotcha. cross could advance and cross kind of made up a lie and said that you know somebody's family died and he couldn't make it and basically they found out that he was just scared right so it was kind of weird when they said that he was going to be in carnage cup 11 uh, a lot of people didn't like him because I think he had done that before on a show that wasn't IWA Deep South, so he had a bad reputation already. So he comes out, and uh, from what I understand, uh, there was some beef between him and Freak Show, and Freak Show wanted to fuck him up or something. <laughs> and uh, during this time, I think it was almost like a whole giant barrel of white trash got dumped right next to the ring. <laughs> and all kinds of local people showed up who were just like absolutely rowdy as fuck when Freak Show came out. Before then, Christian Cross came out. Uh, there was a guy he was wrestling that actually wasn't too bad. I wish I could remember his name, but I think Christian Cross kept he he kept saying to the crowd, uh, "You know, how about me now?" Because he got such a bad reputation for being such a shitty worker and such a pussy that he threw some really really stiff shots at this dude and i'm sitting here thinking this isn't gonna go well because he, he's kind of got kind of got this confused look on his face a lot of people refer to him as uh, uh dj hyde's retarded little brother with down syndrome oh my god yeah he, he kind of looks just like him uh yeah he, it, it's pretty sad that you have to say how about me now like don't remember that I was like he, a bitch he or whatever. The ring and said something to to the effect of like you know what, what about now or something like that because a lot of people have talked shit on him. Right. So he goes over the first dude. The way the gauntlet was set up was like whoever wins goes on and the next person comes out. If you lose, you're out. Last person left is the winner of the gauntlet. So he goes over the first guy, uh, and uh, another guy comes. I, I, actually, I can't remember how it's supposed to go. Another guy, yeah, another guy comes out and. Cross was actually, from what I found out, supposed to go on to the next to face Freak Show. Of course. But instead, he didn't kick out for a pin on purpose, so he didn't have to go on. And I'm hearing that there's a couple reasons. One, because he said he couldn't breathe and he was tired and he didn't want to go on. <laughs> Two, because he was scared of fucking death and Freak Show. Right. And three, because something about they wanted him to do a crazy spot with a weed whacker that had razor blades on it, but oh, I don't think there's any 
truth to that, from what I can understand. Right. But apparently he was just a big pussy, and he just he just got scared. He, like, literally fucked them over right. again and left. And uh, he almost got, like, beat down by a bunch of people in the parking lot. Yeah, I saw some stuff on uh, Facebook of people, like, wives going back and forth or something like that. There was this lady who was, like, she... I was calling her the Juggalo Queen because she just seemed like a fifty-year-old lady that taking too many pills, and she, I don't even know that she'd ever been to a wrestling show before or not. But she just kept saying, "You ain't better than a broke dick dog." All I kept hearing was she she would literally after she said that she just kept staring in his direction, going "broke dick dog, broke dick dog." So oh like God. the whole ride home, I would randomly look at Clayton and go "broke dick dog." And, uh, yeah, she walked past him while he was standing in the parking lot. And she goes, pathetic, disgrace, piece of fucking shit. Like, she was just lighting him up, and he's just standing there with this dumb look on his face. I'm like, fuck. Like, apparently Freak Show was going to kick his ass. John Ray was going to kick his ass. Dude was trying to leave in an ambulance because he had a cut on his finger. And they were just like, no, we're not going to take you to the ambulance. It was stupid. Right. So, I don't really know what all that was, but it was... A little crazy. But the gauntlet kept going on and on and on. It took forever. Then it got to Chewy Martinez, who just, oh, I don't even know where to start. He was like the most over person out there, but I think it's only because he was smoking weed and getting drunk with everybody the entire time. <laughs> Dude's very animated. And I remember early on, whenever I saw him in Mid-South, he was real kind of quiet. Right. From what I understand. And he's definitely like changed everything about himself since the last time i seen him he's got like bleach bond long hair you know he wears like a fanny pack everywhere and like he's just loud and colorful and it would take him 10 minutes to get to the fucking ring when they would announce his name because he kept stopping and pounding beers and sitting on the ground and smoking a joint <laughs> dancing around and then when the match was over it would take him 10 fucking minutes to get right, back right, out of the right. ring because he just kept talking like He's one of those guys that just kept constantly like grabbing the microphone, trying to put everybody like right, I get right, trying to put right, everybody right. over in the ring, but it's like, dude, come on, like, who are you? Like, I know who he is, but who are you? You know what I mean? And uh, so he ended up actually walked away to go take a poop, like during the very <laughs> la- the, end of that match. How are the facilities at the taco shack? So was well, it a porta potty? So uh, there was no porta potties at all. Okay. There was a single bathroom, and it was in the taco shack. And the place was so small, we didn't know there was a bathroom in there. So Clayton was holding poop all day. <laughs> I took a poop, like, right before we got there. Yeah. And Clayton's like, I- I'll be good when I get there. There'll be somewhere to poop. So he was holding it all day, and he was literally like, I'm about to go poop in the woods, man. Like, <laughs> And he was kind of saying, you know, if I, if, I, if I find a pile of poop on the ground, it'll make me feel a lot better. And then I'm going to go poop in the woods. Right. So I kept, like, walking around fucking with him, like, oh, look, there's a napkin on the ground. You better, better pick it up, Clayton. Like, <laughs> there was nothing. And finally, he, like, went to the taco window where he, he was getting ready to explode. Right. And he was like, who's the bathroom at? And she's like, oh, right there. So he just, like, went in the bathroom and, like, shit his guts out. And, uh, yeah, so th- there was that. I did see a lady pooping in the woods. Oh, wow. Uh, at one point, yeah. Just kind of off in the you distance. You actually saw it. Yeah, it was kind of off in the distance. You actually yeah. saw it coming out. Uh, I was talking to uh, <laughs> Smart Mark Gary for a second. Did you stop and say, hey, Gary, look, that woman's shitting in the woods? Well, I was talking to Smart Mark Gary and, and somebody else. I don't remember who it was. And I just said, oh, look at that lady. I think she's pooping over there in the woods. And they both just kind of looked over for a second. I don't think Gary heard me because he just kind of went, like, kind of gave me this right, look and just right. walked off. 
he was in bad shape <laughs> all day because it was so long and so hot. Right, right. He was just like, <sighs> he kept going over to the cooler and sticking his hat down in there. And right, right, right. He He's hit like, me up uh, <sighs> on Facebook. He's like, this is pathetic. <laughs> Show should be eight hours. <laughs> he hit me up on Facebook like two weeks ago and was like, hey, man, are you going to Carnage Cup? I might need you. I assume to work the hard cam or something of that nature. And I said, hey, man, I'm not going. Sorry. Uh, did they have a hard cam? Yeah, they had it like up on the hill. And then they and had, just had uh, it like pointing down. Yeah, and then they had uh, Gary walking around. I think they might have had another dude. Okay. But there was also a second video crew there for something else. Oh, uh, okay. My buddy, uh, my buddy Lewis. Uh, actually runs like a, uh, a horror movie label called Masker Video. Okay. I don't know if it has anything to do with Masker or not, but they were filming uh, They were filming something for the tournament. So cool. I don't know if it's something completely different. Right, right. There was, there was a lot of cameras there. There was a photographer named, I believe it's Mark McAndrews. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's, uh, he was there taking quite a few pictures. Yeah, he's the one that did all this stuff with like... Uh, like New York Magazine or something like that. Yeah, he's, he's doing a book apparently yeah. that he's been compiling shit for for like three years right, or something. Right. He so. was at uh, he's been at King of the Death matches for the last few years that I've known. Uh, Talked to him briefly. He took yeah. a couple pictures of me, so oh, I want to get in contact might, with yeah, him so might. I can put him in my I'm, portfolio. I think, I think I'm friends with him on Facebook. I'll send you the I'll send you his link. Uh, we need, got need to get a new headshot. Right. <laughs> we got Bryant Woods uh, beat Marcus Crane in the first round. Uh, there was a there was an open scissor board bump in that match. I heard it's pretty gruesome. Um, Crane, uh, or uh, um, yeah, Marcus Crane. Marcus Crane yeah. took it, but he kind of missed it and landed with his back of his arm. But he got gashed up, yeah, yeah, pretty I heard fucking he got bad. Pretty he bad. also took a bump on. Uh, he took a bump on like a, uh, it was like a fish hook, Caribbean net fish hook thing. Okay. But at the bottom of it, there was uh, uh, hypodermic needles. Or syringes at the bottom, and he bumped it flush. Oh, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was, it was disgusting. It sounds pretty gross. And it it kind of sucks because as long as the whole thing lasted, I couldn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to. Because halfway through the day, I was just so over fucking waiting right, for right. a half an hour, forty five minutes to set up each right. match. They had no real, they had no real order that they ran everything, and it's like they were kind of like, okay, let's do this match next. I mean, right, three or four hours into it. They still had a first round match to do, right? You know right. what I'm saying? I'm like, right. come on, man. Yeah, see, at, at like uh, for like Prince of the Death and stuff like that, we try to keep everything pretty simple, where we save the big stuff for the last match or the semifinals, where we have you know the least amount of setup time for the first round. Yeah, everything so everything runs smooth in mid south, as smoothly as possible. Uh, and then round two, we got Dale Patrick's beating Jimmy Lyon. Uh, Jimmy Lyons is it Lyons or Lyon? I think it's Lyon. Uh, Bryant Woods and Chewy Martinez in a four-way. It doesn't have any of the uh, of the steps, but we're Jimmy uh, Lyon. Dale, Dale was in that match. Too. Yes, da- yeah, Dale and beat. Dale ended up winning. That. He he beat Jimmy Lyon. Uh, was a bad match. Was I think Jimmy Lyon got a bye? Is that why he's in the second I'm, round? I'm pretty sure that's how it was. Uh, yeah. And then because uh, he wasn't in any other match right. throughout that day. And then Josh Crane beat Slack, uh, Jeff Cannonball, and Adam Buehler. Yeah, Schlack actually got hurt in that match. That's what it says. I'm pretty sure it was legit because he had under like his uh, one of his pectoral muscles, he had a giant gash that was stapled shut from the GCW match. Right, right. Like days before, and they did kind of a tag team thing where they whipped. uh, I think they whipped him and Cannonball into the ropes. Okay. And then they both got double drop kicked. Okay. And when Schlack hit the ground, he jumped up and said, "Fuck." 
and he grabbed his chest. I knew that's what he was grabbing right, right. because I knew he was hurt, and he literally just took off running in right. the woods, <laughs> like back to the parking lot. Right, and I was like, "Oh fuck, he might be." That's I don't think that's a work. I think he's legitimately hurt, and uh, I didn't think he was coming back. And right. everybody's focus was kind of off the match then because people right, were, right. They were chanting, "We want Slack!" Right, we want Slack! And eventually, he kind of comes out of the woods. He's all taped up. Comes out, does like uh, maybe like a clothesline, like a couple forearm shots, and then he gets like dropped and pinned. It was really yeah. quick. He uh, he got beat by Josh Crane, and yeah. then the finals, which you said you walked out on. I did uh, walk out on. Uh, not because of the quality of the match, right? You walked out right before, so you did not get to see any of the match. Uh, Josh Crane beat Dale Patrick's to become the Carnage Cup Eleven uh, champion. Crane put in some work that day. I, like I'm not the biggest Josh Crane fan, but. He was he was entertaining. He definitely put in some work, and uh, from what I understand, the uh, the match that was <laughs> I was hearing was supposed to be a sixty minute Iron Man right. was not a sixty minute Iron Man. So now I'm pissed that I missed that. Right. They had a big contraption set up all throughout the day that I was I was waiting for when it was somebody was going to bump it, but uh, it ended up being for the finals, and it was probably the biggest barbed wire spider web that I've ever seen. Okay, uh, probably like maybe like eight feet across by like five feet wide. And it was at the bottom of the hill. And at the top of the hill, there was almost like, uh, there was like kind of an overhang, like platform right. that you can kind of like, you know, like stand and, and look out at the scenery, but they took the front of the fence off. So it was almost like a, like a plank on a pirate ship, Oh, okay. but it was, you know, it was bigger. Right, right. And somebody was definitely supposed to go off that down the hill. Like they had, two giant stumps underneath this thing sticking out of the ground that they just like sat wood on so nobody would get hurt. Jesus. But from what I understand, nobody ended up eating right. it. Did they covered a, it in light tubes also. Right. So. I did see a bump of someone getting choke slammed through like a table contraption and then rolling down the hill. After That's probably it. what it was. Okay. I, I don't think they actually went off of the platform, which what they had planned oh, for okay. all day. Uh, uh, so what would you say uh, out of all the matches was your match uh, of the day, match of the tournament? Uh, Cannonball and Tank, maybe? Cannonball and Tank was really good. Um, Schlack Sh- and, and Rob Marsh. Schlack and Rob Marsh was good because it was fucking stiff. It was kind of short, but it was really stiff, and the, the crowd was really hot for that Right. Um, yeah, I'd probably I'd probably say that, you know. The the, the rest of the matches were so-so. Uh, right. G, G Raver and Dale Patrick's had a good match to start it off, but, I mean. Yeah, I saw they went through, like, a, like, a light tube like triangle yeah, looking it was, thing it was pretty big and it had a dead fish on it because <laughs> deathmatch wrestling fans you don't have to make stuff like deadly and weird like you can just like keep that separate like you can put like if you want to have a dead fish like just put thumbtacks on it you don't have to put it on like a giant cool weapon you know what i mean oh it's funny you mentioned that because at the very start of the show they had uh the 2017 mad scientists of violence contest yes. where they bring out all the crazy right, weapons right. uh one of the it, this definitely wasn't the craziest, but it was the best weapon I saw. It was a guy who had a stick with um, with an action figure of Nikolai Volkov duct taped to the end of it. And at some point during the night, that that Nikolai Volkov figure made it in like literally every wrestler's mouth. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was the best one. They gave out like a uh, like a lab coat covered right, in right. blood with a big patch on it and everything. They also had a, a little Kevin Hogan tribute at the start. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, they got him a chair with chicken nice. and everything, and then they had a muffin eating contest, which was oh, horseshit fantastic. because the winner won uh, John Rare DVD. 
<laughs> I, <would have laughs> I don't know if you really won. Yeah, I would like. I would have been like, can I just have more muffins or something? Dude, there's there's <laughs> something about there's something about Deep South that I really don't know what it is, other than maybe it's just the train wreck that I can't look away from. But because they do have some talent comes through there quite often, but I just like violence any way I can get it. And as much as I don't think Spider or John Rare are good wrestlers, there's something about them that makes me want to watch them. I just right. I like watching people. I I give respect to people who um, who dedicate that much of their uh, you know that much of their time and that much of their body to right. entertain someone. If somebody's willing to go to ex- that much extreme. You know, to entertain just even a couple people, I can respect that in right. a way. And for some reason, I'm really interested in both of those guys. Like whenever they do anything, I I want to watch it. Right. I don't know why. And I don't think they're good wrestlers at all, but I definitely want to watch it. And you know, Deep South is is kind of like it, it's got kind of like a a weird mystique, like allure to it that it's like backwoods country, like hillbilly out the middle of races hicks out in the middle of fucking nowhere but there's this violent few guys that just get down and dirty and fuck each other up right and something about that it's like draws me to it i don't know what it is i i I really enjoy underground shit and uh but other than that like my only complaint was that the way i see it i think kevin brandon spent so much time worrying about the saw matches that he didn't plan out the rest of the fucking tournament. Right. Because, like, at one point, I think during, like, the fifth or sixth match, they were putting the ring ropes back on. Right. And this fat guy who was, like, helping set up was, like, dragging the ropes, and he, like, dropped them for a second, and this random fan stands up to be nice, and he goes, hey, man, do you want me to help you with that? And he goes, yeah. Go ahead. And he points to him. So dude goes and picks up one end thinking the guy's going to pick up the other end. And the guy literally just walks away. So the fan just looks at him and throws the ropes down and goes, fuck you. And goes and sits back down. <laughs> Funniest thing I saw all night. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other uh, random stories that did not happen, uh, you know, watching the show? Like, was there any? Uh, oh, there was a there was a Kevin Brandon moment that is forever burned in my brain. Oh, no. And uh, if. You you know Clayton, so you'll think this is funny. Right. I kept telling Clayton that Kevin Brandon looks like him when he was in sixth grade. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he does. Right. You think he about does. It. He absolutely so does. So Clayton, you know, was kind of looking into the future right. at him and, and, you know, saying that he's his new hero and all this shit. But at one point, Brandon, <laughs> so Brandon throughout the show could be heard uh, getting real close to the action. He's like literally the biggest fan right. in the world. And you can hear him going, Stiffer, stiffer, yeah. Shoot style, baby, shoot style. Come on, yeah, stiffer. Lay it in, lay it in. Like, directing them. Right. And whenever there needed to be spots, he would, like, go over near the spots and he would, like, tap on them. Like, hey, you know, it's time to go over here. Oh, my God. Or he God. would, like, grab a weapon and, like, I hand it near him. I saw him holding the, the light tube contraption in front of the fan <laughs> on a clip. I think maybe Righteous Jesse uh, of the Kick Out of Tube podcast okay. posted that video or something. But I did see him holding the light tube and then seconds before impact he runs away yeah as the he people. did that he did the same thing with the the fan right that had the thumbtacks and the gusset plates on it he held it up and john rare got like right. thrown into it and he literally just jumped out of the way <laughs> at the last second but what got burned in my head the whole time was at one point you know he he thinks the world of john rare right 
you know, they're like best friends according to him. And uh, so Rare gets, I'm pretty sure it was an Angel of Death chant. Okay. Angel of Death. And I can look over on the side of the ring. <laughs> and I see it's going to be hard for anybody to to see this like you're about to right, see it because right. I don't know how to explain it. Right. But he's standing on the side of the ring. He's probably a little bit drunk. He's got his eyes closed and his head back with kind of like this look of ecstasy on his face, almost like he's coming in his pants. And he's swinging his arms to the tempo of Angel oh, of Death, like, 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 a, a, choir, like a choir teacher, yeah. pretty much. And he's going... <laughs> I can't even really, I can't even really explain it other than that. But if, if, you, if you've seen him talk before and you know him, it was so out of character. Right. At least for me to see him do something like that, because I don't know him I personally. Hope this was caught on film. I fucking hope it was too, because I looked at Clayton and I, I lost, I lost my <laughs> fucking mind laughing. And like, I will text him now and I'll put like, Kevin does Kevin Brandon dance like, <laughs> right, <laughs> and I'll right. say shit like that. Right. But that was that was probably at least the highlight of the whole week. <laughs> and him t- and him telling his wife uh, when we got there, she said uh, he said, "What would you want me to talk? What you want to talk to me about?" She says, uh, "She says I'll tell you later." He goes, "Oh, you gonna tell me now? I got shit to do." <laughs> that was that was the best. Thing. That was like as soon as we walked up, and Clayton's like, "I love him." Right. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, can I get a Carnage Cup poster?" He's like, "Yeah, give me three bucks." <laughs> I don't even know if they were. I don't even know if that was the sale price or right. what. But you know, I got probably, one. For- they were probably for free, and he just saw you coming, and he yeah. was like, "I want to get this guy." Uh, so you you and Clayton leave. And you make it home. Barely. Barely make it home. Fucking so tired. Uh, did you stop anywhere to get some post-match eats? Did you stop at a rest stop? or uh, we, gas we, stopped, we stopped at a gas station. Uh, I think I got a peach soda. Because I like all peach everything. Right. Um, was it a Fago peach pop? No, nah, it was a Fanta. I didn't even okay. know Fanta made peach. Okay. So, you know, different states get different right, shit. Right, right. Absolutely. Um where did we stop? We stopped at uh, we stopped at Wendy's because Taco Bell's line was uh, around the corner, and uh, I guess Taco Bell's like the 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 daily dinner stop right. in Iron City, Tennessee. Right. <laughs> so uh, we had to go. We had to we had to suffice for Wendy's. I gotcha. And uh, ate in the parking lot. Drove home. You know, stopped, got some gas, and uh, I found a video store that still sold videos Uh-oh. and pizza. Uh-oh. Which was like the coolest at, thing ever. In that town? Uh, I think it was like an hour outside of Louisville. I don't know exactly where we were, but uh, that was pretty cool. I was looking through the window trying to find a way to break in. Oh, it was and, closed uh, by the time yeah, you guys it was walked closed, by. But it was like pizza and video, which is like my dream place. Right, right. It's, like, it's where I want to be buried. Can, I, can I, you guys take an application? Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, hour's not that far away. I remember telling myself that. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, got home and the whole time, like, I almost feel like we wasted so much time shitting on the whole tournament that I didn't realize I actually had a pretty fucking good time. And like now in retrospect, when I think on it, I'm like, it was, it was pretty good. I just, the whole, it was just the layout and the time that it took to put everything together. I've never heard of a show running eight hours. Right. And they didn't even mention anything about it. The next day, Carnage Cup had posted on Facebook. Oh, Carnage Cup 11's in the books. I, I'm doing this because I assume Kevin Brandon right. Was, right. <laughs> was typing it, so right. that's why I'm talking like that. Um, it said, uh, Carnage Cup 11 in the books. Carnage Cup 12 going to be next year in the same location, maybe in a cooler month. I had a great time. And I'm like, <laughs> how could you not be like, sorry it took eight right. hours right. 
Like, you know. Because if you say it, then you're admitting that, you know, you fucked up. Exactly. Because, you know I, mean? I mean, dude, it was just, it was draining. And it sucks because I think that took away from a lot of the show. Right. That's the thing that sucks about uh, live wrestling shows is I've seen it happen at IWM Mid-South. And not even for, like, a deathmatch show. Like, if it's hot in the building or just, like, hot outside, like... It takes so much out of the fans where you don't even want to fucking move. Yeah. You don't want to clap your hands. You don't want to cheer. You literally just want to sit there and try to stop sweating. I wanted to take a nap a couple times. Right. A couple times me and Clay went sat in the car with the AC on and just didn't move. And I'm just like. <laughs> during the show. Yeah. Cause like I, during cause setup. I, yeah, because I was bored. Right. Like, like dude, this is good. If, if it would have moved a lot quicker and they would have had it in a, a kind of like a, a different um like a different groove as far as like right, the matches right. go, it would have been awesome. Right. It would have been fun. It wouldn't have been any different than any other deathmatch show that I right. had a great time at. But man, as much as I hated that, I'm going next year. <laughs> Hopefully in a cooler month. I give it a I give it a five out of ten and I highly recommend it if that makes any sense. <laughs> so five out of ten for uh Carnage Cup, but he highly recommends it. All right, Corey, uh where can if people want to uh hear more kevin brandon uh, impressions <laughs> or you know want to uh, talk to you about old vhs tapes or horror where can they find you on the internet um you can find me on facebook at Corey higdon um if you're a random person you know i guess just uh just shoot me a message right, or something just be like hey i heard you on wrestlemania Please, i want to be I'll your friend uh instagram uh, on instagram i am the underscore south end underscore strangler and uh, I post all kinds of ridiculous, stupid shit on there, which is where I spend a lot of my time. I like Instagram. I like pictures. Right. So if you want to know about me, you'll definitely get to know me more on Instagram. Are you private on Instagram, or can anyone? I am private, okay. but I do accept. accept I do accept everyone on there. Um, I don't have Twitter. I don't have Snapchat. I don't right. have any of that shit. No, no Tumblr, Snapchat, no Tumblr, Words no with Friends, none of that stuff. CoreyHigdon You can email me if you want. Right. <laughs> That's uh, not it. Anything, uh, anything else you want to plug? Any food uh, related ventures or anything like that? Uh, Kentucky Taco. Uh, yeah, Kentucky Taco Company. My boy Charlie's uh, food truck here in Louisville. Usually all over the place downtown. Uh, local um bars and breweries you know they have like a uh like a truck locator or anything where people can like find out where he is or is it like twitter find him on, find him on facebook yeah. uh kentucky taco company on facebook ky taco on instagram they pretty much update it every day where they're right. gonna be um was working with them a few times recently you know got some stuff in the works um kind of slowed down a bit but you know we're seeing what's what's going to happen with that i'm trying to jump into a new business venture right. don't know if it's going to happen maybe it will maybe it won't but got some screen printing stuff i'm doing on the side getting ready to get a bunch of shit going with uh clothing line i'm going to be doing oh, fine. and uh a bunch of other shit on the side definitely find you on instagram so yeah you can keep, yeah definitely find um, me on instagram it's the best so you can keep uh, up to date on all this stuff and as always you can uh, follow me on all social media at Nick Manawa. Check out timekillerapparel.com. If you use the code IWA, you get 10% off your order. And you can check out his commercial at the end of the show. Uh, like I said, at Nick Manawa on all social media. At IWA Mid-South, we're running two shows every single week in Southern Indiana. Except for this week, because it's Derby. So we only have one show, the Thursday show this week. 
But, uh, you know, check out at IWA MidSouth on uh, Twitter and Instagram and IWA MidSouth Wrestling on Facebook to see uh, when we're having shows, what the ticket prices will be, and all that fun stuff. Uh, any parting words? I love Reed Bentley, and I don't really think you're fat. <laughs> Do you think he's a dead dick dog? I think you're a broke dick dog. Welcome to Time Killer Apparel, an all-new apparel line featuring shirts, hats, and adding more by the day to spice up your attire. Have you ever felt like a nice guy and maybe the world isn't just giving back to you because karma is a cunt? Now you can buy a shirt that says karma is a cunt. Go to timekillerapparel.com for more and check out Time Killer Apparel on Instagram and Facebook at Time Killer Apparel. The fight for change has just begun and because you listen to this podcast, use the code IWA for 10% off your entire order. Again, that's timekillerapparel.com.